1: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent
2: herbicide. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, there's opposition to Health Canada's proposal to put warning labels on ground beef and pork, We hear from both the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association and the NDP Agriculture Critic. Real Agriculture talks about the World Trade Organization meeting in Europe this week. Sprayer adjustments are a key topic next week at the Farm Show in Regina. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Saskatchewan producers are opposed to a proposed Health Canada label on ground meat. Health Canada has outlined plans to put front-of-package labels on packages of ground beef and pork, warning consumers they contain high levels of saturated fat. The chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Arnold Balicki, is critical of the Health Canada proposal.
3: Our reaction is uh, we can hardly believe that they're doing that. And I know they say it's just advice, but when you put a warning on a pack, those are just alarm bells to the consumer, and we don't need that. And what's ridiculous about this whole thing, Jim, is the fact that if you have a, a roast beef it's not subject to that front-of-pack labeling, according to Health Canada. But if you grind that roast into burger, it now becomes subject to the front-of-pack labeling. And the way they determine the saturated fat is on raw ground beef. And I'm not sure of anybody that I know of that eats raw ground beef. And you know when you cook it, a lot of the, the fat melts out of it. So the, the, the whole thing is wrong. And we can go further than that. It has trade implications. We're going to be the only country in the whole world that has this front of pack labeling for ground beef. And so that becomes a, a, probably a trade issue. I mean, do we really want to give our calf in the States a an opportunity to, to say, you know, even their country is saying, you know, there's concerns about ground beef, so we need to have country of origin labeling. I mean, We've been there, done that and, and we certainly don't need that type of thing from our government that is going to hurt our, our beef industry even further than it is now.
2: You're afraid consumers just may really react to this and when in ground beef and pork it doesn't seem too much different than if, if they're saying they aren't going to have the same label on, like you said, pork roasts and beef roasts and other beef cuts and pork cuts.
3: Correct. And you know, we all have to remember that about 50% of the of the meat consumed in Canada is ground burger. And at a time when we have high inflation, and that's probably a cut that most consumers can afford, and it, and it has stayed relatively consistent on its pricing. Inflation hasn't bothered it quite so bad. And then now to, to bring that in and try and bring concerns to consumers that perhaps they shouldn't be shouldn't be eating that well at the same time it's okay to have all this and it's not just uh saturated fat it's they're basing it on sodium content and all these other things and then if you look at the the ultra processed product 44% of that 44% of the saturated fat that consumers consume today is ultra processed foods and the other thing and we talk about and soft drinks are is okay it, but ground beef isn't. How does that make any sense? That's the question we're trying to wrap our head around, and we're trying to get that presentation out to out to Health Canada. And, you know, I know Alberta has been in the, in the spotlight the last couple of days, but I can assure you that Saskatchewan has not been sitting idly by. Canadian Cattlemen's Association has put out two initiatives that producers can sign that would go back to their MP and back to the Prime Minister. Uh, we've done that. SCA has been on social media, probably almost every second or third day, encouraging producers to, to sign those initiatives. And you know, we're speaking with with government. And you know, Dennis Laycraft, he did a really good interview on Real Ag Radio about the, the whole issue. So we're we're active. I guess maybe we don't jump out into the spotlight, but behind the scenes, we're really pushing hard to ask Health candidates to to wake up and reconsider the the uh in, in unintended consequences of what they're doing
2: and those consequences would be
3: well it actually be less consumption of beef by by consumers who can least afford not to to have a nutritious product with iron and b12 and and all the other uh good good things that are in it and it's a single ingredient product it's not ultra processed it's just meat and and that's the other you know, thing we're trying to push forward is Health Canada has to realize the the value of this product.
2: A decision by Health Canada is expected by the end of this month. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavestroughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroughs.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasbourg. Saskatchewan's NDP agriculture critic has called on Health Canada to stop a proposed labeling requirement on ground beef and pork. Livestock groups have expressed opposition to the proposal and NDP agriculture critic Trent Wotherspoon has written to the federal health minister criticizing the proposal.
0: Along with the uh, opposition agriculture critics from Alberta and uh, Manitoba, the Prairie Provinces, we're calling on the federal government to halt and and scrap their uh, proposed changes around uh, labeling which would you know result in actually inaccurate uh, labels to uh, consumers and would have a direct impact a negative impact on uh, the beef and pork producers of canada and in this case saskatchewan these the changes that the federal government's proposing don't make any sense They deny consumers the actual information that they need and deserve, and they provide inaccurate information. And, and, you know, at a time where consumers are struggling with the cost of living, you know, with respect to the cost of groceries, they really deserve accurate information, and beef and pork are important products and uh, more affordable proteins than many of the options out there. And so it's just, it defies common sense that the federal government would you know label these important products that are so important to our province as well and to producers in an inaccurate way? So we're calling on them to uh,
2: scrap those proposed changes. What do you see as the key parts of the inaccurate information?
0: Well, the uh, there's a real lack of understanding in the information that they're acting upon. There's uh, already been exemptions built out for dairy, and that's a, a good thing. What's been noted here is that the federal government is not taking into account that Canadians largely cook their uh, beef and pork products and the way they're assessing the nutritional value of the, the product, they're assessing it from a perspective of, of it being consumed in a raw form. Well, that's not how uh, Canadians consume beef and pork in, uh, in large part. And so the actual uh, label itself would be inaccurate. It suggests somehow that these important proteins you know, are not safe which is simply not the case. So we're calling on the government to, you know, wake up to the reality here, scrap these changes, and, and most importantly, protect and respect the uh, very important beef and pork producers in Saskatchewan and across Canada.
2: Trent Weatherspoon is the NDP Agriculture Critic in Saskatchewan.
0: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source.
4: 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Going on right now over in Geneva, Switzerland, is the WTO Ministerial Conference. Lots to discuss. Last year's event was cancelled. Here to break down what's happening this week uh, between uh, many countries that rely on the WTO for rules-based trade is Greg Northey. He is with Pulse Canada. He's also vice president of the Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance, better known as CAFTA. Greg, thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Sean.
4: Hey, uh, how's Geneva? Weather nice?
1: Uh, It is. uh, All of Europe seems to be going through a heat wave. So it is like 39 degrees right now. So very hot, very sticky.
4: We've been hearing about that French wheat crop under serious heat stress. Okay, uh, Greg, let's talk about what what is uh, yourselves uh, at CAFTA trying to accomplish this week? What's happening?
1: Yeah, so this is, there's a group of us over here. Um, and I think as you mentioned, uh, the WTO has been going on for a long time, often, often feels like it's spinning its wheels. But, but the reality is, is that when, when we don't have a trade deal, and even sometimes when we do, the rules, uh, that are under the WTO really impact our trade. It really impacts our ability to export. Uh, trade barriers can pop up, and so the WTO is meant to provide discipline and, you know, essentially make sure there's a rules-based system that, that's there for us. And you know, if, if we're not, you know, at, uh, providing input on what those rules should look like, uh, somebody else is going to make them for us. So, don't see what's happening is, you know, they haven't had a ministerial where you know big decisions are made on uh, what kind of negotiations, what kind of things people are looking at, whether it's market access. By SPS uh, issues, and so this is the first ministerial in um, in five years. Uh, our Minister of Trade, Minister Ng, is here along with about a hundred other ministers of trade. So uh, they're here to make some some decisions on uh, some some important things. And so we wanted to be here to uh, to watch and make sure that uh, you know the needs of, of Canadian farmers are being
4: met. it's a big part of the discussion about WTO reform. You know, there's been a lot of conflict with the WTO body and the United States, who's been pushing for reform. It, it, has much as much oxygen in the room been taken up on the reform issue?
1: Yeah, it is. It is an issue. Uh, so there's probably you know three issue. Uh, well, there's, there's a few main issues that they're trying to get an outcome from, on. One of them is reform. Uh, it's not necessarily going to be a decision on okay, this is this is how the WTO is going to be, be reformed. It's going to be more like, okay, the, the, this is the, the pathway by which we would like to reform ourselves. And they're going to be a commitment, you know, and the idea is that all the governments would commit to say, yes, uh, there's some things that need to be fixed here. We need to get a, a dispute resolution panel process in place. So when, you know, you take a dispute to the WTO around an issue, uh, you know, something like the canola issue that, that we saw recently, that there's going to be a panel that can, that can, you know, judge on that. So there's, there's a lot of those elements, and so that is definitely one of the issues. The other one is around agriculture and issues around food security because it's such a hot issue. Um, and those, I think, are the two main ones that, that are really, you know, front in mind, I think, for us here.
4: So are you meeting with other like bodies from other countries to talk about some of the agricultural-specific items, or is CAFTA and yourself as pulse Canada and others are you there to support in the hallways if there's questions from bureaucrats like how does this play out
1: yeah so it's a, it's a, it's both actually so you know we we do a lot of prep work before we come to make sure um, way we put out joint like so so the idea really is as you say to to connect with other other countries Uh and you know, you know, Brazil, uh, Mercosur countries, uh, the United States, Australia, New Zealand, like there is a, a large focus on 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 working with those countries around around what you know what rules you know fair trade should look should look like from uh, you know from ultimately from ex- exporting countries. So we do a lot of work with those with those colleagues before we come, and certainly here we do joint joint meetings, joint press conferences with all of them to to, to provide uh, insight into it. Um, We'll also meet with, you know, individually as CAFTA, we'll meet with our Canadian negotiators um, and, uh, you know, daily to get updates on what's happening, you know, what they're seeing, you know, where the the key decision points are made.
4: This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. I get to spend every day talking to farmers in the ag industry through realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. But nothing is more fun than speaking to an audience live and in person. If you're planning an ag event, book a real agriculture speaker to make it a successful and memorable experience. Email shaney at realagriculture.com and you can book myself or any other real ag personality to speak at your event. Bring your audience all the fun, insight and energy of real agriculture.
1: This spring, apply pre-emergent
0: Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada
4: before seeding your canola, peas,
1: or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. The
2: official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Showers this afternoon and risk of a thunderstorm is today's forecast. Wind south 30, gusting to 50, becoming northwest 20, gusting to 40. The high 17, the low 11. Thursday, partly cloudy. Wind northwest 30, becoming light near noon tomorrow. The high 25, the low 13. Friday, sunny, the high 30, the low 20. Saturday, sunny, the high 32, the low 17. Sunday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers and the high 29. 60% chance of evening showers, the low 16. Monday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 21, the low 12. Tuesday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, a high 19. Normal high is 23. The normal low is 9. The sun rose at 4.46 this morning. It sets at 9.12 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot up north, Stony Rapids at 23. The cold spot in the southwest corner, Cypress Hills at 9 degrees. Estevan is 13. Saskatoon, Swift Current, Weyburn, all 15 degrees. Yorkton is 14. Regina right now, cloudy and 18, that's 64 Fahrenheit. We've surpassed our forecast high for the day. Winds are from the west at 17, gusting to 27. Humidity is 54%. The barometer falling 99.2. Cloudy and moose jaws, 17. Winds are from the northwest at 15. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 18, that's 64 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This is Countdown to Canada's Farm Show, brought to you by Zipperlock Building, built in hours to last a lifetime. See them in Raymore or call 1 888 692 5515. And Farmtronics, your farm electronics specialist since 1977, serving you for over 40 years. Call 1 800 667 8001 today for a free catalog. Canada's Farm Show opens in Regina next week. Show manager Shirley Genesco says there are about 500 exhibitors, and it's all indoors, so removes any weather element completely. The opening day Tuesday theme is Innovation and National People's Indigenous Day. She hopes to see attendance reach over 30,000.
5: We've got a couple of product launches too, so the Degaman Industries is going to be launching their Procast Precision
2: Granular Applicator. Brandt is going to be launching their high-speed disc. And we've got some technology being launched by Prairie Clean Energy on our innovation day, June 21st. What kind of attendance are you hoping to see this year?
1: Well, we're hoping we're going to knock it out of the park and uh, you know, have our
2: 30,000 plus over the three days. Canada's Farm Show runs Tuesday, June 21st to Thursday, the 23rd. This is Countdown to Canada's Farm Show. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Today, Wednesday, is the deadline to register for the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission semi-annual meeting and luncheon next Tuesday, June 21st, at Canada's Farm Show in Regina. In addition to an update from Sask Wheat Chair Brett Halstead, there will also be a presentation by Tom Wolfe with Sprayers101.com. Wolfe will cover the importance of adjuvants, non-ionic surfecants, proper nozzles, as well as sprayer nozzle calibrations.
5: Well, I'm always concerned about producers being able to spray what they need to cover in a timely manner, doing a good job. So that's really the bread and butter of everything spraying, and I I kind of evaluate new technological developments on that meter. The big ones really do help significantly. You know, we're talking about some plumbing improvements on modern sprayers. uh, For example, recirculating booms significantly cut down on time and money for priming. Uh, we typically uh, are putting maybe 30 40 50 dollars worth of chemical on the ground each time maybe more we prime the boom and recirculating booms completely eliminate that so that's a really good development I just want to share that there's also time to be saved cleaning a little bit more efficiently time is money especially when rains in the forecast I'm trying to uh, promote some of those uh, improvements as well
2: drift reduction is always an issue
5: well I'm always concerned about producers it's always important, uh, and I would say in the last twenty five years in my career, the low drift nozzle has really been perhaps the most important development of them all because it has really given people time to spray more time in the day because wind doesn't affect those low drift nozzles as much, and they still work well. so we always review those, we always talk about what's new, uh you know there's always new nozzles, a uh, new pressure requirements and a sort of new tank mixes for which they might be appropriate. So we always want to make sure everyone's up on those.
2: Wolf says water quality needs monitoring.
5: Well, you know, that's true with a drought and the low levels uh, across the region, really. We really do have to monitor the quality. And I've been recommending that all of my customers get their water checked with a by a professional lab, make sure they know what they've got, and it may have changed from the last time they tested because of these drought conditions. And there are ways to fix that, and we just have to know whether we need to. And I think it's well worth the effort to talk about that. I do go through how to evaluate a water quality test, and uh, we've articles on Spurs 101, for example, that help uh, people uh, muddle through the uh, the various lines of chemistry that's on those results, and uh, we make recommendations on, on what to add and, and how much to add.
2: Since Canada's farm show looks ahead to the future Wolf will also talk about new artificial intelligence technology.
5: We want to talk about the future so we will talk about weed detection as well and what's happening in the world all green on green, green on brown, weed detection and spot spraying. I'm working with a number of different uh, startup companies to try to help them into the market and tell them what our farmers need and what criteria they have to be able to meet. The biggest one is they have to be reliable. They have to be able to see the weeds that are important to us and spot spray those. And Tom
2: Wolf is with Sprayers101.com. He'll be a feature speaker at the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission semi-annual meeting next Tuesday at Canada's Farm Show in Regina. Lunch and a complimentary pass to Canada's Farm Progress Show is included when you register. That can be done at saskwheat.ca, but remember the registration deadline is today. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association says pastures are showing improvement. Arnold Balicki of Shellbrook in the Northern Grain Belt says recent moisture has helped pastures recover from last year's drought
3: they started out really bad this spring uh it was too cold for too long and i think we overgrazed last year and so there wasn't the energy uh, reserves for the plants to really pop up this spring and uh, but well, you know once we started getting the odd little rain the the grass started coming along and and uh, you know even yesterday we probably had 15 or 20 mills and are talking more tomorrow so our moisture now is is adequate we're we're more than happy with what we've got at present and especially if you compare it to last year we're we're way ahead of the curve.
2: Even parts of the dry southwest received some moisture during the last week or so.
3: Yes they did I talked to a friend in the southwest corner and they had one and a half inches one time and four tenths another time and they were in for some rain yesterday as well so I think the droughted areas are, are getting the moisture so I think maybe uh, most of the province is pretty good shape with moisture and then Then you can go to the eastern part of the province where uh, they've got way too much moisture. And I have friends there who just finished seeding day before yesterday when they're normally done seeding on the 10th of May. So it goes from one extreme to the other.
2: Arnold Balicki of Shellbrook, the chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber and Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices were moving downward. Viterra prices for feed barley fell 4.20 at 3.8334. Canola went down 12.10 at $1,005.72. Lentils declined $7 at 8.7250. One red spring wheat dropped 7.76 at 5.1168. The rest were unchanged. At Minneapolis, July spring wheat dropped 5 cents at 12.03 and a half cent a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574 and now the latest quotes.
1: This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of June 14th. Our last regular sale was on June 8th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.97 cents to $1. 7 d D3 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $0.96. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.70. Cents. Heiferettes sold from $1.25 to $1.50. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.17 to $1.37. There weren't enough steers or heifers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too.
2: Coming up, the resource report. Now the resource report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndLookOnlineAuction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit Mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. The Saskatchewan Research Council has signed a memorandum of understanding with the Korea Mine Rehabilitation and Mineral Resources Corporation. Minister responsible for the Research Council Jeremy Harrison says the agreement shows global engagement with Saskatchewan's goal of becoming a rare earth hub through a $31 million investment in Saskatchewan's rare earth processing facility. The memo lays the framework for a strategic approach in cooperation through joint trade, research and development in mineral exploration, mining and mine rehabilitation. On the markets today, the TSX is up 16 points to 19,565. The Dow has risen 168 points to 30,533. Oil has fallen $1.32 at 117.61 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 9 one-hundredths of a cent at 77.10 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit gowancanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent
1: herbicides.